Oh no. Man, I got foam all over the place over yep. here. Yep. Oh man. Welcome to Movie Welcome, Bunners. Welcome everyone. Uh, this should be a good show. Man, I got freaking beer. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little hesitant <laughs> to try my beer. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I tried to stick with the theme. Um mm-hmm. oh. what is it? Try it. How is oh, it? That's so weird. Oh no. <laughs> the, that oh face. no, it's so weird. <laughs> weird good? I don't know. I don't th- Weird unknown. I don't think it's very good. I'm sorry to this brewing company. <laughs> oh, so boy. it's like a why is it weird? So I'm drinking daddy's juice box because it was such a random (laughs) beer to find yeah it is a double ipa which normally i really love ipas but it's like Mm -hmm. a a fruity citrusy double ipa and Um, anyone who's been around our show for long enough or just known me uh, i don't like fruity shit in my beer (laughs) oh this one's so weird what are you drinking jake (laughs) Uh, I am drinking from Epic Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. It's called Now Serving Midnight Munchies. <laughs> and it is a peanut butter stout. And it is pretty darn delish. Huh. It's 8.5%. It's a whole pint. We got some uh, exciting times ahead of us here. Yeah, we do. But yeah, the peanut butter, hey, very, very good. Mine is 8.5%. But what's funny is oh. on the can, it mm-hmm. says 200%. And then in very <laughs> fine print on the back of it, it says 8.5. <laughs> They're really trying They're, to sell you. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm excited about yeah. this. It tastes really good. <laughs> it's like a peanut butter cup, kind of. Oh, Lord. <laughs> And uh, this episode drops on Halloween, so that works out. I'm going to give these out for trick-or-treats. No, I'm not. Don't, don't say all. that. Don't. I mean, I keep them all, actually. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Check your candy. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, Wandering Lion Studios, for sponsoring our beer segment. They Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. They recently started up uh, Trivia Thursdays and... Mad, movie madness monday something like that yeah i realized that i i've always called it movie madness mondays but i'm pretty sure those words are in a different order in reality apparently you are still on a streak of getting the <laughs> trivia correct yep uh <laughs> so i just so good i just believe for you i just wanted to read this last line because it was really funny to me you saw the mm-hmm. recent email right yeah. Okay, good. Where'd I put it? There it is. <laughs> <clears throat> so the email was pretty cool. Like, we're stoked for them. Always welcome to yeah. hit me up if you're in Texas, guys. Apparently, apparently they've been here a few times. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they put out this trivia question that I was not feeling super confident about. I don't really want to say the answer like what it was because they answer it Mm -hmm. on monday yeah so you'll get this if you go check go to their facebook and instagram on monday yeah that's the there you go uh well i got it right and they sent us this email uh Mm -hmm. 
real nice email, real cool. You know, hey, we're we're catching up and it's awesome. And then PS, tell Dustin, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started laughing really hard when I read that. It's like, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Um there was a process yep. to how I figured out the question though. And Oh yeah. Do you want to give away your secret recipe? Secret uh thought process? I mean, I could. Because I was looking at that thing and I I couldn't figure it out. I wasn't even close to what this actually was. So when I saw the email, I was like, oh, (laughs) I did one of those. Right. Well, first off, it was a question of one of my favorite directors. Yeah. Who does not have like a mass library of films that he has made. Luckily, they're Mm -hmm. pretty contained. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I just had to figure out, like, okay, it's obviously not, like, Fight Club, because that has Starbucks in every shot. But the Haggis thing, that sounds like such a great little tidbit trivia thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was the whole questionnaire thing. And I was like, all right, what movie focuses on the main character having to fill out questionnaires or being like interrogated and there's only a couple of his movies where they really dive into that. Yeah. And I just kind of took a shot in the dark with one of the more obscure movies that people have forgotten about of his. Mm-hmm. And then I got it right. And I was like, <laughs> but I pondered on that almost all damn day, dude. <laughs> like It took <laughs> a lot of thinking and I, I was refusing to pull out any, cause I own his library mm-hmm. and I was refusing to pull out any of the, the Blu-rays or DVDs because I didn't want to like cheat that way, you know. Yeah, and I was yeah. refusing to go do on research. IMDb. Yeah, and I was refusing to do any IMDb or googling. So it was very much just like trying to rack my brain around all of his movies, and then I was right. And suck it, Wandering Lions. <sighs> <laughs> suck it. <laughs> but thanks for That's the beer, awesome. guys. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I feel uh, that's due because of how much they like completely wrecked my hot streak <laughs> a while back. So I'm still bitter about that. So this, this yeah, was a good you're win. bitter about the one you got wrong. No, I got a that, few wrong. I got a few wrong in a time. row and it, oh, okay. it really bothered me for such a trivial thing, but <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended or pun intended. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't mean for the pun, but you know what I mean? It works. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that's fun. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm glad that they're doing it again. It's yep. definitely fun to do. We always repost it in our stories. So yeah, uh, check yeah, yeah. them out. You can find them through us for sure on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah. And they have other projects coming up that we'll be telling you about. So stay tuned. Bum, bum, bum. So today's episode we it's been a while since we've done a random 10 episode they're always very fun they're always very different you always start to realize how much shit there is out there you've never <laughs> heard of but the silver lining is we try to find kind of that diamond in the rough yeah that that undiscovered gem that you can tell all your friends about i can't believe no one's ever seen this movie I don't know that I got any of those this time, but I'm going to continue the quest. I, there is, I think, one, maybe two that I did really like. Yeah, um, we always seem to get 
one or two that were like, hey, that's not too shabby. Good mm-hmm. on you. And then there's always, it is a guarantee. It's a promise. Like there's going to be one out of these 10 that is just going to be the worst pile of (laughs) shit we have watched. And sure enough, I happened this week where I was like, Oh my God, I want to turn it off so bad, but I'll finish it. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So what we do uh, actually, I was going to show this. So yeah, if you're yeah, watching yeah. on YouTube, if you're going to watch on YouTube, we're going to share uh, kind of what these movies are, their trailers and things like that. And kind of the fun thing is there's a service that's free. They're not sponsoring us, but you can use it if you want. Uh, we use this realgood.com and under movies, they have a movie roulette option. And yeah. it's cool because you can turn on so you have option for movies or TV. We obviously just do movies for this. And you could narrow it down by rating if you only wanted to watch good movies that people like. But no, we don't do that. <laughs> we do any score. And then, but the fun thing is you can add all of the different streaming services yeah. you use or have. And then they also have like a ton of free services you've never heard of before. Uh, I actually had two from, uh, where is it? Maybe it's not under free services. There is one that's like a library service. If you have a library card, then you can watch free library movies. And I ended up getting two of those. So I was like, (laughs) these are uh, crappy old free movies, but that's fine. (laughs) So yeah, so it's, it's actually a pretty neat thing. Honestly, the best part of this whole, the best part of this whole process is, the beginning when we spin for 10 movies and so (laughs) you get to get a random movie that shows up and then you're like what the hell is this and it's fun yep yeah and you're always guaranteed like i I don't know for me i always end up with a ton of stand-up comedies and a ton of documentaries and then i go Mm. back make sure i don't have those selected because i will get an obnoxious amount of those yeah. So I usually have to be like spin again because I'm not what stand up's not a movie and we're not doing mm. documentaries. So so come on. And then I'll you get a lot of foreign movies, or at least I do. Do you get a lot of foreign movies? Uh I had I had t- three, and there is one that I couldn't watch because it was only on one service, and then when I went to it, it had actually been removed or oh. I was getting an error on the website and I could go to the website normally, but I think that movie just wasn't available anymore. They had their database hadn't updated or something. So I had to spin again on that one when I finally got to it. Um, And I got actually a movie with a bunch of big actors in it. Um, So that's at the end of this. But uh, so I have two, I have a Swedish one in Swedish and then I have a, it's in French, but I think it partly takes place in Quebec city uh which i assume is in canada but maybe in france i don't know how it works but it was in french so i have a french <laughs> nice. one and a swedish one yeah i've got a uh spanish one from like spain uh, i've got oh. ghana OG spanish yeah i've got one from ghana so i had four and then wow. i've got uh one from taiwan and i'm missing one uh-oh hold on <laughs> one two Oh, maybe I only had three. I had three. I'm sorry. I had three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to like, 
I, I find myself scrolling up and down throughout my list and I'm like, it's such a weird hodgepodge of things that it's hard <laughs> to keep track of where I am and what I'm doing and yeah, nothing seems related. It's so weird, <laughs> but it's fun. Yep. And then you're, uh, you know how all the streaming services always like use some form of algorithm. Oh, you just watch this. So we're going to give mm-hmm. you all these other. Yeah. Then our, uh, you might like these lists get real weird for like the next year. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I will say shout out to Tubi. Uh, Tubi is a streaming service that a bunch of my movies were on. It's free because the movies play with ads and they're like interrupted with ads occasionally. I think it's like only twice, at least for me. Uh, but the best part about it is you don't have to sign up for an account in order to play free movies. Like you could just start streaming immediately. And I was like, thank goodness. I'm sick of signing up for <laughs> new things. I'm sick of having accounts for every freaking website out there. So I was like, God bless you guys for just letting people stream I can't stream think movies. of any more fucking passwords to use. Stop <laughs> yeah. asking me for one. <laughs> It's just a pain. So to be able to say, yes, stream this and it to start, it's beautiful. I love it. Good job, Tubi. That is kind of nice. That is kind of nice. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, do you want to get into we, it? Yeah, let's do this. I'm <laughs> sure we've got just such an odd array of films yeah. all over the place. So uh, do you want to start? I can start. I all actually right. have my uh, first movie pulled up here. Oh, dang. Your starts off with mature audiences only. I have Whoa. A, and the only trailer I could find is a red band trailer. So there is some blood involved in the trailer. If you are not well, a, ma- a mature audience, look away. <laughs> also, if you're not a mature audience, don't listen to this podcast. We say, <laughs> right, you- we say fuck sometimes. So just be re- prepared. <laughs> we, we say bad words <laughs> fairly regularly. Yeah. So this movie, my first movie is from 2013. It's called Truth or Dare came out way before the actual like big budget weird truth or dare okay and it was actually pretty interesting so uh this blonde girl in the middle here uh she is actually uh the writer uh, the the co-writer and director of it and one of the stars of it her name's jessica cameron which was interesting to me and the premise of the movie is this group are a group of friends who have like a YouTube show or a series that they play truth or dare, but it's like extreme truth or dare. And one of like the game at the beginning, you saw them in the desert. uh, It was like Russian roulette, but it's obviously a YouTube show and they have like fans and they do interviews and stuff. And uh, it's kind of obvious and understood that the kid, the guy who gets shot during Russian roulette didn't actually die it's uh they have like gore effects and it's a show it's a fictional show that they just have have fun making and fans are fans of it but immediately after all of that there's this guy this main guy in the gray shirt um he is like a super fan and he wants to he wants to be in the group he like gets unruly at an interview that they were are on like on a show and uh he's kind of a He's a crazy guy. That's his his whole his whole shtick. He's, <laughs> He's a, crazy a crazy guy, guy. <laughs> and he he really wants to not just be part of the group, but he was disappointed when he found out that they were not real, uh, real dangerous things. Like they were faking it, and he thought that they should have the fortitude to actually 
do these things. So he basically takes all of these people hostage and forces them to play Truth or Dare. And they record it like it's an actual show. He's so excited that they're like, he is uploading it in the middle of playing the game. So he's excited that they're getting views. It's kind of Saw-esque. It's it's interesting in that way. It is extremely gory. Like it, in a, <laughs> it, it gets kind of gross and not just in the gore side, but the truth side, for some reason, this guy knows every intimate detail of this friend group. Of oh, the, so he's like crazy, uh, like, like stalker, super, super fan. Yes. Like, super fan okay. stalker guy knows everything about their personal lives that even their friends in the group don't know. And so when someone chooses truth, he asks them a question that is very pointed that makes them admit something that is unnerving or gross or whatever and uh, kind of assaults their character, which they're all shitty people. So you kind of are on his side a little bit. But I don't want to like give away any of the like gotcha things because it is a pretty cool movie certainly not for everybody if you are grossed out by anything (laughs) i would say it's it's for a very specific group of people it does get gross there is excuse me there is a lady i I can't i'm not gonna describe it it's gross yeah don't 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 spoil it but it is uh it is a pretty darn cool movie i enjoyed watching it I, it wasn't gross right. enough that I had to like turn it off or anything, but there was a point where I was like, oh, oh I don't, uh, this is, I, I, I can handle a lot. <laughs> and I think, you know, I can handle a lot. And I was like, this, yeah, yeah. this is towing the line. It's a little bit much. Dang. Yeah. Now I feel challenged. Yeah. So truth or dare 2013, it was interesting and it's free on uh, Tubi, I believe. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, the uh, the first movie that popped up on mine comes from Spain. This is a little uh, demonic possession film called Veronica. Okay. Apparently, it is based on a police detective's report of some paranormal activity. Looking into this, it seems like this is one of those times where the studio... Yeah, made up a whole bunch of their own shit for it. (laughs) Naturally. (laughs) But um, interesting film. I'm always entertained by these kinds of movies. And I was really curious to see like this style Mm -hmm. of uh, possession film where it's based on this report. And, it you know, it's this junior in high school, young girl who her mom works all the time because their dad is gone. And the daughter takes care of her two younger siblings. She basically runs the house Mm. because her mom works all the time. Uh, And her and her friends decide, like teenagers in a horror film do, let's play with a Ouija board. Hey, that'll be fun. (laughs) And obviously they, they open some kind of demonic doorway and she starts having some weird shit happened to her while she's going around a uh, very interesting movie. I actually really liked it. That painting that you just saw is a pretty important piece mm. to the story actually. And it's only shown a couple times, but I really appreciated that little bit of detail to it. Okay. 
Uh, it's full of very like classic style horror moments mixed with a good amount of current uh, kind of jump scare mm. styling. So I, I actually really enjoyed Veronica. It's one that I would, I feel like it's the kind of movie I would actually seek out to watch voluntarily again. I nice. genuinely enjoyed this. Uh, the horror doesn't get too like crazy. They don't try to get too huge with anything. It's pretty straightforward with a lot of what you're seeing. They do do so, like some cool things where the demonic uh, entity mm-hmm. that's haunting her when it shows up, the look of it is really cool. It's basically like a like a shadow man mm. that just shows up randomly. Yeah, which I really appreciated that they don't. I never felt it tried to go too overboard with everything. Mm -hmm. And we've brought it up in other episodes where seeing like certain cultures point of view or take on this style of stuff is always interesting to see how their culture actually mixes with uh, this kind of storytelling. So it was kind of interesting getting from like Spain, from Madrid, Spain Mm -hmm. there, how they handle this stuff. And it takes place in 1991 Hmm. which I am a sucker for <laughs> 90s. And I was so happy to watch a movie that was made in 2017, but takes place in 1991, strip away all like current technology. So there's no cell phones. There's no like real internet. There's none of that. It's very just, hey, <laughs> we've got our bare bones. This is how we have to deal with it. Yeah, I genuinely enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really cool. Really cool movie. That has to. That sounds really good. Uh, you mentioned and it. Yeah. You mentioned before we started, and it. I think you said before we started, and it uh, mentions it in the trailer that it's from the director or creator of the Wreck Saga, yeah, which is another Spanish language series that inspired uh, the quarantine movies, and uh, which I really like. They're really good, and so mm-hmm. I'm very interested in the style of this movie. And yeah, like you said, when it comes to horror, kind of it's good. They don't go over the top. Less is more subtlety is key. So that's cool. Yeah. And there, there's a lot more practical effects in it than there were like CGI effects, which I always appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's the kind of movie where after it ended, I actually want to go and kind of learn more about this case. Mm. Like, it's kind of rare for movies to hit that nerve where you're like, Oh, I wonder what like the real stories are or, like all the stuff that was happening around it. I only got a little bit into it. Cause you know, we had 10 movies to watch <laughs> and I was also watching other stuff at the same time. Yeah. Damn you squid game. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, Veronica, if you're a fan of horror, it, it's not too shabby. I mean, it's not like the greatest one that you'll ever watch, mm-hmm. but it is, it was better than I think I anticipated it to be. So it was a nice, uh, a nice foot to to kick things off on. Good, that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. Uh, I don't. This may not make any sense. It's cool that it, it because it is a foreign language film. It played like with subtitles in the background on the video version. Mm-hmm. That might be a good idea for the since we're not doing any of the audio to have closed captioning. Oh on. yeah. <laughs> Cause I know people are smart and they can multitask and you don't need uh, all of closed captioning here. here. I mean, <laughs> YouTube is very smart. that can auto generate all this stuff. Okay. So sometimes, sometimes we'll see. <laughs> it may be annoying. We'll turn it off if it is. 
So my second movie, I was so confused and thrown off by this movie because when it starts, like this is generally the opening, the quality of the shots, the like the everything is great. I'm sucked in. I'm super into it. And then the quality drops and it's very obvious that it's like a student kind of film at least that level of (laughs) acting and the shot quality kind of changes and and so i'm like okay so it's it's a it's a student level film with student level actors that's fine i can get through that and then but then there were other things that was like but you put so much effort into this like I, i was impressed but confused i like the budget what is the budget of this movie what is the production studio production quality all this stuff is so weird so on the surface it's called uh it's from 2016 it's called uh the other side of the mirror or alice the other side of the mirror i saw both um okay and so it is essentially alice in wonderland uh taking that property and remaking it it's re it's placed in like 1913 uh 1905 something like that in like the pacific northwest like oregon somewhere around there and and the the interesting part is they put they do put a lot of attention to detail which i will say is a very well appreciated if you are making a film and even if you don't have the largest budget attention to detail is huge like and that was a lot of things that threw me off i was like okay so these are just normal kids most of them are kids actors the older people are obviously like local community actors but the Mm -hmm. creators of the movie took the time instead of just like having her walk to school she gets in a period correct accurate 1913 like steam engine car and then drive as she's driven to school but there's not just one car there are other old cars all around her like behind her like in the background and i'm like <laughs> how did you find so these the, people the budget really confused you on yeah. this one and uh and yeah there's this whole like <laughs> civil war reenactment section where i'm like okay that's a good way to get product like increased production quality just go to a civil war reenactment you have all these people with costumes right. and props and all this stuff um I, I, I honestly have the most to say about this movie because it was so crazy. So the story, <laughs> the story is interesting and also confusing. So I overall, this movie is fine. I think that it is a good example of someone learning by doing and just getting started. And I love that as a just someone who wants to watch a good movie there are a lot of times where scenes kind of just drag on or drag out and are too long or nothing is really happening or uh, the camera is like kind of far away. It's blocked weird or shot weird where uh, you can tell that the actors are kind of acting, they're emoting and doing all the stuff, but it's not really focused on them. So you kind of miss a lot of that, I think. There is weird, like, drug stuff. So some of the themes are weird. You saw this guy. This guy. 
Yeah, I was going to say, oh, man, they're like just straight doing drugs <laughs> yeah, right there. This guy is like essentially the white rabbit. She, he's, she's the guy he follows, or she, he's the guy she follows into Neverland. Yeah. And he, you mean whatever. Wonderland. It's a bit different fantasy world. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Wonderland. And except they don't call it Wonderland. They call it like downtown or something weird like that i was very kind of confused but so they he gives her this drug she takes it he does it they do that there are a lot of other drugs when she ends up on the uh at the like mad hatter and his doctor um at the tea party the doctor's just doing coke uh like off of like like his like little coke spoon thing and uh there's of course the normal Alice in Wonderland drugs where she drinks the thing to get smaller and bigger. And that's actually a kind of, they do cool, like practical effects. Like they've constructed this room where she goes to one end. She's all big. She goes to the other back to the other end. She's normal size. So they like sets, they actually like created sets. It wasn't just like filmed in a field, but sometimes it is just filmed in the field. So it's kind of disconnected that that dude, you probably wouldn't be able to guess uh, he is the, the Cheshire Cat. Uh, he does disappear at some point, so that indicates to me that he must be the Cheshire mm-hmm. Cat, but he's a guy in makeup. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> he didn't try to dress up in, as a cat. No, there are no animals. Yeah. Not, all yeah. of the animals are not animals. <laughs> they're just people. Uh, so they just, like, their personalities yeah. are that. Uh, the, the oh, like, caterpillar okay. guy, she smokes weed with him. Uh, she eats those mushroom things and... It's a very trippy, druggy thing going on. There's a very weird part or another weird part where, like, that's a cool effect. That's a cool shot. Um, but there's a weird part where there's, like, the Ku Klux Klan is involved. Like, these guys in hoods, uh, I they have to yeah. be the KKK. And they... Well, that's when I saw it earlier. Yeah, I was like, oh, the KKK. Yeah, they were burning like a cross and they were carrying a guy that they had essentially captured on a, like a like a pole. And but it, the guy that they had captured was a white kid. So I don't know if they there are other black people in the movie. So I don't that's why I was confused. I was like, are they the KKK or is this like another weird thing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so they yeah, they captured this white kid and uh we're going to kill him or attack him. I don't know what they're doing. So overall, uh, it, it, it's an interesting movie, an interesting story. It's partly, I think, about her dealing with her mom's death, which is interesting. Uh, she's trying to cope with it, and and it's kind of kind of cool, kind of interesting. So it's it feels like it couldn't have been cheap to make because of a lot of the decisions and props and costumes and production design things that happen and it couldn't have been easy and so i think it's very impressive that they did a lot of the things that they did and even just the everything off screen the logistics to make all of that happen i'm impressed by that said yeah from just a movie watching perspective i wouldn't recommend it unless you love seeing (laughs) if you love if you really love seeing what independent filmmakers like make and find all the details about how they made it interesting then i would say go for it but if you want a good story told in a good way i'd say it doesn't really accomplish that it's there's kind of 
<laughs> it's not they're really your very confusing <laughs> and disconnected and there are parts that are very slow and and a lot to be improved i think but a lot to appreciate so i'm so confused by this movie <laughs> i i kind of i'm happy that you had one that just confused yeah. you that much i'm not gonna <laughs> lie that makes me happy okay so your next movie all right my next one um was a one of those teen rom-com styles that it it gets awkward a little bit <laughs> a, a couple times in this movie actually um <laughs> so uh this movie is directed by benjamin kasulki or however you pronounce his name uh, he's the guy that directed safety not guaranteed so when i saw that i was like oh interesting and this the actress that plays the main character she actually wrote this movie and apparently she's a very young up-and-coming filmmaker all about writing directing producing she is like paving the path of her her career which i think is awesome so when i read that the movie kind of like jumped up a few notches for me just because the quality of the film is actually pretty good but anyways so as you can see, it's it stars Dylan Spruce, Sprouse, the kid from oh, Friends no and Big Daddy. Uh, I didn't some, recognize him. And some Disney show he did that I'm sure people are going to be like, yeah. how do you not know the name? I didn't watch his show. Anyways, her and him are, they start off as like really good friends and then they start dating. They date for two years and then they break up because they're going to go to different colleges and they their relationship gets a little strained. Um, and then after they break up, mm. he starts dating that girl and they, the two girls end up forming a really mm. close friendship where you, you th- assume the entire film, like, are they like, are <laughs> like they rom- a thing? Romantic. <laughs> like, that's how close they are. The whole time you're like, yeah, you're like, are they, or, or is there going to be some big twist? Like, oh, they've been hooking up the whole time. There's not. That's not a spoiler. I'm just telling you. Like, their their relationship is very close, very quick. But they keep trying to hide it from him because he's the ex-boyfriend yeah. slash current boyfriend. And, uh, yeah, you might recognize him. He plays Peter Parker's best friend in the Tom Holland hmm. Spider-Man movies, part of the MCU. But it it's an awkward comedy uh, of this ex-girlfriend becoming best friends with her ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend. It's got some very funny moments in it. It's got some very just horrible moments in it. And the overall feeling of the movie is like, this is awkward. It's nice that like they jump into the college thing pretty quick, actually, of them getting... So it takes place okay. in the summer before they all go to college. And it's kind of nice that they're like jumping into, hey, they're not in high school anymore. They're they're leaving. They're headed for adulthood because there are some scenes in this movie that are very like, um, yeah, it's this you is want- awkward. <laughs> yeah. and it was made in 2018. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Some parts I thought kind of sucked. Her younger sister is funny. She's written as like an incredibly. <laughs> it's always crude funny when character. little little kids are crude so or she sarcastic tells her, or whatever. Yeah, oh, she's very crude. She's very crude. Um, yeah, 
but it's kind of funny. That guy is probably why a lot of the parts of the movie that are so awkward and just feels Mm -hmm. not Uh. working well. It's because of him. Uh, He's, I don't know how to explain his character. He's like the best friend of all three. So the, the main character, the, the girlfriend and the ex boyfriend, he's like the friend of all of theirs. Who's also in love with the main character. Unrequited love. It's, (laughs) something like that you know he's like the spare yeah he's like the spare tire that hangs out on the back of a jeep that no one cares about i i don't like it was an odd movie it had some funny moments in it and it also had a lot of moments where i was like (laughs) oh my god how is this movie still going on but when i found out that she Mm -hmm. co-wrote well she wrote and like produced and her whole she's very young to She's just building it. Very impressive. I have to give it a lot of props. Yeah. And it, it is a Netflix of original. So I think that's pretty cool yeah. that she sold it to Netflix and got it made. And it, it's not a horrible that guy's movie. Funny. It, it really isn't that, horrible. that Asian it's just kid. Awkward. He, yeah. He plays her. Okay. So he plays an adult. He plays her manager okay. at the movie theater. He, that he's always really at. funny. And he's constantly. Yeah, and he, he spends the whole movie telling her why she has to be better at customer service, <laughs> which I I like. <laughs> like, there's a scene that has nothing to do with the story itself. It's just a, a funny scene. She's at the concession stand in the theater, and his customer asks for a hot dog and uh, a soda, if I remember right, and she keeps ignoring the order of the hot dog. And the guy's like, hey, I want my hot dog. And she's like, no, hot dogs smell real bad in the theater. It makes your breath smell real bad. Just don't get it, man. And then she gets in trouble by her manager and he's like, just sell them the hot dogs. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. tell people what they can and can't eat. <laughs> but I thought it was an all right film. I mean, it's not one that I would like. Yeah. Oh, this was great. But it, I didn't hate it. It just felt weird that I was. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I can make some assumptions about it because there have yeah. been a, a good amount of this <laughs> this thing where there's like uh, two friends who are both girls and they are kind of like it's like a buddy comedy with girls and they are more yeah. mature or crude, I guess, than. Uh, they have been before. This is a very like twenty twenty two late two thousands twenty twenty kind of thing, uh, and so I've I've seen several movies and shows about this kind of thing. So I'm not surprised that there's another one I could. I but it yeah also is funny. So I'm not like dogging on it. I just think that it's a it's a it's a, it's a uh, what's that called? Yeah, no, it's cliche almost in a way. Yeah, yeah, and there there mm-hmm. are sex scenes, and those are weird. Um, but it's called Banana Split. It's on Netflix. I mean, if you if you want a kind of movie that like you could have on in the yeah. background or just kind of watch because you're bored and you don't want to watch like people die being while they play games. Uh, that was a Squid Game Banana reference Split. for everybody who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. It's been so hard watching 12 Halloween movies, 10, 10 random movies, I'm, and we're watching seriously. Squid Game. We're still trying to get through Ted Lasso. 
Uh, we slowed down on Ted Lasso because we freaking got stuck by a bunch of stuff. Uh, I feel like there's another series we just binged. Uh, there's TV, and my wife is taking away from watching all these movies. Uh, uh, well, so my... Yep. Yep. Do you have anything yep. else to say? So, yeah. Okay. So my no, third no, movie <laughs> is the opposite of your last movie. My movie is... Uh, uh-oh. I have this trailer, but the trailer doesn't really show anything because it's from 1949. Uh, it's about it's for this movie from 1949 called Wild Wheat. Uh, it also is called I've seen both titles. It's called She Should Have Said No, and it's one of those propaganda films from the 40s and 50s Hollywood. That's anti-marijuana. And it... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Yes! These so this whole hilarious. trailer, which doesn't really tell you anything, uh, is basically telling you it's an educational film right, right. that will tell you all the facts about weed and the devil's lettuce and how uh, it ruins people's lives. Yeah. Good girls go bad. Yeah. This is so And hilarious. so this, it's it's uh it's very much in that same vein with other I think more famous ones are like Reefer Madness and if you want a fun time, check out the satire yeah. musical that came in little I think two thousands uh called Reefer Mad Reefer Madness the mu- movie musical. But so this whole movie is mm-hmm. It's actually it's super short for one thing. It felt more like a PSA than an actual movie. It's not even ninety minutes. Uh, it might be uh, it might be <laughs> eighty minutes. It's crazy, or seventy even. Uh, it's just oh, over okay. an hour, I think. But it's also available on YouTube for your entertainment and education, more appropriately. The entire movie is on YouTube. Uh, and it's from 1949 so you know it's old but this girl is kind of the main girl she is like a dancer she's a she's a chorus girl and she is trying to take care of her kid brother who is going to college and she wants him to like be successful and have a chance in life so she's paying for all of his schooling but it's she's having a hard time uh, doing all of that and so this guy, the guy playing the piano, the guy that just came over to her, he is, you can't tell because it's 1949 and he's wearing a suit and tie and a hat and he's a very nice guy. Uh, he's a drug dealer. He's a very scary drug dealer who's peddling, peddling uh, <laughs> this evil, evil weed. And he basically, him and her friend, this is the scene is a party where uh, her friend is already kind of getting weed from this guy and uh, they're having a party and so they get her hooked on marijuana and she smokes it and she likes it and it ruins her life she needs like she needs it to relax at work and because she's a dancer she needs to be like you know precise and on time and all this stuff she gets kind of clumsy so she ends up getting fired from work and so she gets uh, kind of upset. Right. And so this guy is a drug dealer. And he's like, hey, honey, I'll take care of you. Uh, you can work for me and help me kind of peddle this dope around town. So she definitely does. She's in, you know excited by the proposition of having a lot of money. 
to take care of her brother. But her brother finds out that she's peddling all of this drugs for him. And so he kills himself. He commits suicide in the garage. Yeah. Oh my God, she, that she takes finds a him turn. hanging in the Damn. garage. And it's like, that's the weirdest part to me about this movie where I'm, I, I'm going to spoil the whole movie because I don't care and you're not going to watch it. Um, that's the weirdest part to me though, is that it's never at all hinted about talked about the subject is never broached where that's what what this that's not really an appropriate response for this kid to just kill himself because his sister is selling weed to pay for his college like there's a real problem there that is not addressed at all because right. focusing on this girl but i digress so she uh <laughs> it one thing it has jack elam in it who people who like old movies he's a really fun actor he's the only actor i recognized um Jack Eaglem is in it. He kind of works for the guy who is uh, the kingpin, the guy that's selling all the weed to this one uh, drug dealer. And she ends up getting getting arrested. Getting arrested by the police. She has to go to jail for 60 days. It's a terrible thing. And the police basically scare her straight. While she's in jail, she, she goes to like the hospital. They show her... <laughs> all of these other inmates who are like on hard drugs like this girl has like got this weird skin condition on her arm because she's got like been doing heroin and all this other stuff um and and then they take her to like the morgue and she sees all these people who died from doing like some more serious drugs and so it's basically marijuana is the gateway drug it will get you killed it'll ruin your life and don't do it and uh it's 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 very like it's fine it's a fine movie it's made in a very like serious way if you like old black yeah. movies, it's, fine. it's not terribly funny it's... if you like watching you said these movies are hilarious i wouldn't say this movie is hilarious but the concept on paper is pretty darn funny <laughs> yeah that's god yeah. oh the best marijuana the best part is the end Man. of the movie um the no the credits don't roll until this girl well so they do scare her straight (laughs) she ends up helping the police take down the kingpin and all this stuff um so all's well that ends well oh okay she then breaks the fourth wall turns to the camera and reads this whole monologue about how it is very important basically assuming everybody who has now seen this movie is informed i'm sure you are concerned that it's great that you now believe marijuana is evil but not everybody in the world is going to be able to see this movie so it's your job viewer to go and tell everybody how bad marijuana is not let your kids get involved in it there are a ton of new people who are dope addicts every day most of them are kids do like <laughs> it's it's very preachy i guess what you would say and yeah <laughs> very I'm, I'm looking at this uh all this text mm-hmm. the scrolling text and i'm like yeah, yeah. Wow. it's like no no one right. seeing this film could be easily tempted to wish- their mind and body but millions won't see this movie so it's your job to go and tell like- them 
<laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> that's the movie it gave me. <laughs> All right. I like it. Good I like old it. Propaganda. Propaganda. Yeah. Films. And then they do this whole thing. It was like, so listen to your Ooh. government authorities and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know that you heard. Uh, drugs <laughs> won the war on drugs. The war on drugs is over. Drugs won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I kind of wish those, <laughs> those people could be around these days. It's legal and. Like, yeah. Welcomed? What? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, my next movie, um, I feel like, yeah, the our, our little roulette thing has been <laughs> decided to troll me a little bit. Okay. So. I'm so glad the dialogue. Hey, I love that guy. Right now. So this is a film of this man. I, I forget his character's name. Yeah, yeah. So you'll recognize him. People who watched Cabin in the Woods. He played the stoner friend. Well, now he's in a movie where he works at a mm. bank as a social media guru guy. And his life is pretty nine to five, pretty routine. He's got a wife and a kid. And this friend of his from college who he hasn't talked to in years shows back up and tells him about oh. this thing called rebirth. Um, God <laughs> damn cult movies. Yeah. They've got <sighs> masks and everything like eye masks, not mouth masks. Yeah. So he gets, he's got to go to, uh, so he decides kind of reluctantly to, all right, let's see what my friend has set up for me. And he has to solve, like, he goes to this hotel room and he has to solve a couple riddles mm. to get the official invite. So it's like a secret rebirth. club. And he gets on. Oh, yeah. I guess all clubs kind are, of. are all I mean, cults it's are a secret cult, clubs so. in a way. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he shows up. He's really reluctant. Pretty, like, he feels very genuine in the what? the hell is going on like he has a few lines where he tells people like what the fuck do you want me to do what Mm. are you trying to get me to say i just want to get out of here and they spend the whole movie (laughs) telling him you can leave whenever you want and then like a cult yeah do everything in their power to keep him from leaving (laughs) this movie is infuriating i will not watch it again it wasn't that it was a bad movie (laughs) i hate cult films I have a hard time with cult films. And this one is all about a cult. Uh, They do the whole like, hey, we have your finances now. We like control this part of your life. We've now infiltrated this whole part of your life. And they spin it so that (laughs) you're all like, yay, rebirth. This was a tough one for me to get through. It sounds like. Um, No, not too good. Some of the dialogue is really, really horrible. Uh, There's a woman. I wasn't watching the trailer while I was going on my little rant, but there's this woman that shows up. She's like this mysterious blonde lady. And every scene she is in when she interacts with him, her, her, uh, every scene she interacts with him in, she just repeats his line. Do you remember? Okay. Do you remember the scene in the 40 year old virgin? (laughs) 
trust me, this connects. Stay with me. Where he's yeah. hitting on the woman at the bookstore <laughs> by just asking her questions. Yeah. And he just repeats what she asked him, but like spins it her way. Yeah. It's funny. And it works in the 40 year old virgin because it's short lived and it's silly. <laughs> in this movie, she does that same concept, but without hitting on him. <laughs> and because that's apparently all she knows she how to d- do doesn't know is normal respin his question to her. So he asks her. Seriously, he's like, where do I go from here? And she's like, where do you think you go? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to leave? Do you want to leave? <laughs> Why'd you bring me out here? Why do you think I brought you out here? Like, and the scene Yikes. goes on forever. <laughs> like, it just doesn't end. And I was watching it just, oh my God. And that was when I wrote my note. This movie is infuriating. I like it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I mean it's an interesting film. I think I think you and Christy would probably get somewhat yeah. of a kick out of it, but you wouldn't think it was a good movie. I think you would just get a kick out of some of it. Uh <laughs> That's fair. It, yeah. I I won't watch it again. I, I won't watch it again. So but it was this movie that I was like, well, this is weird. I've had two Netflix originals back to back and mm-hmm. I didn't know that because when we do the yeah. the roulette thing, we just like jot the title down. I don't mm-hmm. read the synopsis. I just kind of find out where is it streaming or like, and right. I always start at Netflix cause it's the big, it's the big one. Uh, and then I realized I forgot to filter my, <laughs> my reel. All I had selected was Netflix. Yeah. I forgot to select like HBO and Disney and Hulu. And it's like, damn it. Oh, I'm prime. So I was like, all right. So I had to redo that. And a few of mine are not on Netflix, but most of yeah. them ended up being on Netflix. And I was like, son of a biscuit. Well, that's fun. <laughs> so yeah, Rebirth. Um, <laughs> goddamn fair. cult movies, man. That's I totally just don't fair. like them. I just don't. <laughs> But it, it was cool seeing that guy in a different movie. Yeah. Because I've only seen him in Cabin in the Woods. And it was kind of funny seeing him play a very clean cut character opposed to the stone. <laughs> I feel who like I saw him in a movie. A Maybe it was a show. <laughs> I saw him in something. And yeah, he was clean cut, had the short hair. And I was like, hey, that's that guy from Cabin in the Woods. Uh, I don't remember what it was. You know. He's not a bad actor. I I would like to see this guy's career really start to go somewhere. I, I would watch more of his movies. <laughs> yeah, it sounds, yep. sounds like it started movies. at a disadvantage already sure. for you. <laughs> I was very much like, I feel attacked. <laughs> as soon as I realized it was a cult, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this, I, I feel like, like this is personal. <laughs> All right, so my next movie is probably my favorite movie of my whole list. So it's the Swedish movie. Oh. It's uh, right. it's from 2016. It's called A Man Called Ove. Oh. O-V-E. You see it up there? Have you seen this? Oh, really? Oh, man. I've wanted to see this. Oh, there's a book. And I've wanted to read the book. Yeah. Like, I've wanted... Yeah. 
and they're remaking it with yeah. Tom Hanks. Apparently. I could totally, yeah, this is about like totally the grumpy old man, right? Tom Hanks kind of movie for sure. Yeah, he is grumpy. So I haven't seen this trailer. I guess I can turn off closed captions. Yeah, Swedish. That's not helpful. Um, yeah, I really liked it, and I think part of the reason I liked it, I I think I identified with this guy quite a bit. He's he's a very grumpy old man. He uh, he's kind of like. So it's 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 a dark comedy where he's trying to he you see in the trailer he's hanging himself so he he is his wife has died his wife has moved on he visits her in the cemetery all the time and talks to her and he has like promised to meet back up with her to like follow her and so he's trying to kill himself so that he can do that he tries a lot tries a lot of different ways and they all fail because he okay. keeps getting interrupted by uh by like Pete, his neighbors and stuff uh he's a he's he's a guy who's like grumpy but has like a really big heart and like keeps trying to help these people so these people move in that lady and her husband obviously he call, he thinks everybody's an idiot he's very much like a older generation all the younger generation don't know how to like do anything they don't know how to take care of their cars or houses or anything so they're borrowing things from him he's helping them fix things and so he's very grumpy and calls everybody idiots all the time but he also has a really big heart and like is can't say no to like helping them do all these things so He's trying to kill himself. He's trying to hang himself. He's trying to shoot himself. He's trying to do all these things to kill himself. But he keeps getting interrupted. And while he's killing himself, like in that in-between time when he's like almost gone or whatever, he has these memories of when he was a kid with his dad uh, after his mom died or when he met his wife after his dad died. And it's very sweet and very cute. And... uh, and I loved, I loved kind of everything about it. And uh, it helps that he's, he's like a. I'm not a grumpy person, but I am someone who doesn't like talk talk all the time. And he's definitely someone who like doesn't really talk to people, doesn't really do anything, kind of just focusing on little things like things he can control and build and machines and maybe a little autistic and i get that and so he's he's a fun Mm. character to follow who has i think it works mostly because he's not trying to kill himself because he's like depressed or sad or there's not like a like a problem really he's just old and there's not much left to do and he's been retired from his work and his wife's gone so why not and so I think that's why it makes it kind of funny when he's trying to do this thing mm-hmm. and he keeps getting interrupted. Uh, it, so it was surprisingly fun. And I don't know that I've seen many Swedish movies. It's It was a fun, it was a really good Swedish movie. And listening to Swedish is very nice. They have a nice language that's fun to listen to. Yeah, I've wanted to read the book and I've wanted to see the movie. I have mm. heard a lot of people who have read the book more so than seen the movie, uh, like praise this story. And they all say the same thing mm. you just said, where they're like, it's genuinely sweet. It's funny. You feel great. 
it's just an awesome story. <laughs> and it's it's one of those I just haven't gotten yeah. around to. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely worth checking out. I, I liked it quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've I've wanted to I've been very interested in that story for a long time. So I think that's cool that you got to watch it. And now I'm like, ooh, yeah, it's got Jake's approval. I if you found it yeah. sweet, if you like chances are, I'm going to like movies fall in love that with have that movie, so. a little bit of like personal drama and aren't turned off by dark comedies. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me happy to watch that. Oh, yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah, the fourth one. All right. Mm. Uh, The fourth movie I watched is from Ghana. Uh, Some of it, like it has a little bit of English in it, but most of it is I don't even know what the language of Ghana Um, is. It is in... I didn't... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you think I would have written that down? But, I didn't. You know, I didn't look up the Swedish so, movie. I was like, I I'm didn't. pretty sure this is Give Swedish. I'm pretty sure that's the Swedish flag, but it might not be. And I was like, I should look this up. <laughs> yeah. So it's spoken mm. in Akan <laughs> or Akin. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm butchering that. <laughs> Anyways, and with a little bit of English kind of mixed into it, this is a Hmm. kind of a weird movie. I don't know how I feel about the movie. It feels very, uh, it feels like a folktale the whole time, Um, but it's not. Like it has themes of that culture and kind of their, uh, their belief system, which I'm, immediately drawn to but anyway so it's about this poor family Mm. the adult version of the daughter tells the story and it's all about her dad and like this whole event that her her mom and her dad went through at one point when her uncle who has been missing for seven years i think it was seven years just like randomly shows back up and trying to get them to move to the city because they live kind of off on like this mm-hmm. island or whatnot in the, the poor district. And uh, her uncle's trying to convince her dad to move everyone to the city to go and work in a mine. And her dad's pretty reluctant, but uh, very interesting movie. The dad does end up falling and getting trapped into a mine and the daughter has to go on kind of like this quest, but I feel weird calling it a quest because it's not really a quest. She doesn't have to solve riddles or really encounter too many things. Oh, but she has to like like travel to a different world. Yeah. Which, yeah, which looks identical to our current world. It just has different elements to it. Um, but it, it's an interesting take on like uh, relationships between husbands and wives, fathers and daughters, um, brothers. Very interesting. And it's all got like this weird uh, mm-hmm. kind of 
belief system or not believe like fantastical, very subtle fantastical element to it where there's a crow who's after uh, the sacred bird this and she knows about the crow and the sacred bird and she sees both. Uh, but a very interesting movie. It feels way longer than it actually is. Like mm. the movie feels mm. like three or four hours long, but it's actually only about two. Uh, <laughs> but not a bad movie. Um, no, did you ever see the movie Beasts of the Southern Wild? Yeah. I see similarities. Okay, so this in, like, felt style. in that same vein. Same kind of. S- yeah, same kind of style yeah. that it felt like that. I think I enjoyed this one more yeah. than I did the Beasts of the Southern Isles or whatever that was called. Um, yeah, not not bad, not good. I I don't know exactly yeah, how I felt about it. It's got some really cool shots like that one. At least him this teaser up to trailer the does a good job of putting with the ocean. <laughs> um, not I'm not gonna lie. All the super visuals are used in the trailer. The rest of the movie is not that like visually stunning, but it's got some cool shots in it. It's very like independent and it's yeah. I'm a sucker for, you know, when you get a glimpse of other mm-hmm. places. So it, it hit that chord for me. It's not a bad movie. Yeah, I'm not, it really is. I'm isn't. not sure it, I've ever seen like it's a tender. A, yeah, film. I've never heard of a tender film. Until I don't think now. I've, I'm not sure I've ever seen a movie before, from but. Ghana. So I, yeah, I agree. I think, <laughs> That's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah. But it's the narration over it, you know, because the daughter, when she's an adult, she's telling the story. I, I really like how they use the narration in it because mm-hmm. it definitely makes the whole movie feel yeah. like a folk tale, which I, I really enjoyed. So not a bad <laughs> movie. Um, obviously, no one's going to know anyone that stars in it. Yeah. Because none of us live in Ghana except for Ghana audiences. So there you go. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's called the burial of Kojo. Uh, not check too it out. Shabby. It is on Netflix. I'll uh, take it. Not too shabby. Not great. All not right. Too shabby, so my but, next movie, yeah, yeah. I was very confused by again. This has been a kind of a thing that's been going on. Um, it's called celluloid bloodbath. Which sounds cool, right? It's called Celluloid Bloodbath. And more previews what? from hell. But I was very confused about what that even means because previews is spelled so differently. Uh, it's spelled like this. P-R-E-V. I've never seen previews spelled like that. V-U-E. spelled so differently. Uh, it's spelled like Like this, pre- P-R-E-V. I've never seen previews spelled like that. V-U-E. We'll see. <laughs> this is... is Celluloid Bloodbath is not really a movie. I thought it was a movie. It's close to a movie. Um, I thought it was going to be kind of like Mystery Science Theater in a way. What where <laughs> it starts out with this puppet guy and two other hosts yeah so there's this puppet guy he's very he's like a zombie looking guy um and there's like two other human hosts that appear to be famous in some way that i've I've never heard of but i've not heard of a lot of people so i'm not surprised by that and 
the whole movie is watching grindhouse trailers basically there are these old horror grindhouse horror movie trailers that they play and that's most of the movie and then in between those trailers this okay so they show this zombie a lot in the in the actual (laughs) uh, in this trailer that we're watching now uh he shows up like twice in the actual thing so it's not like a through thing that really happens they do have those other people that show up in between and they seem to be um like horror b horror actors that only super genre nerds would know uh it's very it's very obvious that some of a lot of the interviews are happening at like a convention like at their table where they were doing a signing or something and they've like read something off of a card to introduce the next segment and so all of these trailers are in like uh groups of mm. uh similar movies like uh their creature features is a block of trailers and then uh like uh, cannibal movies and like all this stuff. So they have wild grindhouse horror movies uh, <laughs> like Blackula and the crawling hand and all these things. Um, and then they have some like real, real movies that I know are not grindhouse movies, but have a very grindhouse trailer. So I couldn't recognize what it was. Okay. They have like the exorcist and uh, some other, some other movies. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I couldn't even recognize what it was until the trailer was almost over because it was cut in a weird way. But it's, yeah, there are all these like very grindhouse movies. (laughs) It was fun. I took notes of several that I was like, that sounds insane. I need to get that movie. What the hell is that? But for the most part, it was like, uh, so a lot of the like interviews in between with these like pseudo celebrities, um, they kind of get annoying they're not there's not that anybody who actually provides much value there's maybe one or two people that are like oh yeah i worked on this movie and it was interesting to do this and this that was interesting uh there's a guy from there's a guy who was on uh in plan b from outer space that was cool and then uh there was there's another guy who talked about working with rob zombie on devil's rejects um but the rest of them are like just random ass people that were in a a handful of crazy movies and they have they're very like weird or eccentric or there's ladies who they're like their gimmick is being the tna in horror movies and so they're kind of like overly they talk they're just talking and they're fully closed but they're like overly like they're playing a character they're overly like sexual i guess and so it's weird um (laughs) but it was was interesting i wouldn't say watch it as a movie but if you're interested if you love if you love b grindhouse horror movies it was a good resource to find those and then you could kind of get a feel for what they were and then find (laughs) those movies yeah just seeing the preview and how it's like set up i would have made the same assumption you did where i would have thought it would be kind of like a mystery science theater style but mm-hmm. huh. it, it sounds so dumb that i don't know it sounds mm-hmm. kind of fun too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of was that's yeah. kind of an accurate way to put it 
I really enjoyed just watching the trailers of all these crazy, absurd horror movies that I never knew existed that I feel like I should <laughs> oh, find. Sure. Oh, yeah. There is some wild <laughs> stuff out there. All right. Um, <laughs> well, my next one, I actually... I don't know which one was my favorite yeah. that I watched, but this one was pretty cool. And Jake, I think you would get a huge kick out of this movie. It doesn't feel super original. Mm-hmm. It felt very much like uh, Last mm-hmm. Man Standing with Bruce Willis, but like an actual Western version of it. And minus the gangs. It mm. is. Um, but this movie, so this has Ethan Hawke and cool. John Travolta. It's called In a Valley of Violence. He plays just this like Hmm. drifter guy with his dog trying to make it to Mexico, which is a pretty basic Western storyline about your main characters who gets into trouble inadvertently Hmm. in this tiny town called Denton. And yeah, right there. He slugs that guy and that's what gets him in trouble because that guy's a deputy, a U.S. Marshal deputy. (laughs) Uh, and John Travolta plays the U.S. Marshal. Uh, it's pretty good movie. I am. I realized something mm-hmm. watching this movie. My favorite thing about Ethan Hawke, I think, has to be when he yells at people. His voice does uh-huh. such a cool thing when he shouts at someone <laughs> that I'm like, I think I like it when you yell. I like that. Um. But anyway, so he he like mm-hmm. shows up in this town. He gets in some trouble. Him and the marshal come to an agreement that he just needs to fuck off. He does. And then the deputy comes back because he's a piece of crap and can't help himself. And he sets in motion this whole wheel of extreme violence. I, I Well, actually, I don't want to call it extreme. None of the violence in the movie is actually mm. extreme. But it sets him off to be like, well, now I'm just going to kill everyone. So, mm. <laughs> uh, Teza Ferminga is in it, but her okay. character's kind of just there. Same with, yeah, I can't remember his name, but oh, uh, it's also guy. got Karen Gillan, that guy. who most audiences would know as know Nebula from the MCU. Her character is irritating oh, really? as can be. I hate her in this movie <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, but the movie itself, oh wow, it's a pretty cool Western. It's a pretty simple Western, but I think that's what makes it work really well. Uh, yeah, I, I did genuinely enjoy mm. this. And watching John Travolta play this Marshall who's not exactly corrupt, but they try to play it off like he could be corrupt, but you never get a real good feel for him. Uh, I really liked seeing Travolta in this kind of role. I was like, this is the Travolta Mm -hmm. we need again. Like I kind of found myself missing John Travolta in like mainstream film. (laughs) Um, But Ethan Hawke. Yeah. But I really like Ethan Hawke and he's excellent. Like a face off type role. It's, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. Like, I keep. Yeah. And I like Ty West. It's he a, directed one a of my Ty favorite West horror movies movie? called The Innkeepers. 
which is a very simple little ghost story. Uh, yeah, I I was really yeah. shocked. I thought it was well made. It felt like a Western. It, I just, I really enjoyed this movie and I really enjoyed the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think made the selling point. But yeah, check it out. I think you, Jake, nice. would get a big kick out of this. I think you would really enjoy this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you sent it to <laughs> yeah. me and I looked it up, I was like, yeah, jealous I, that you got to watch a Western. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, if you tr- if you try to yeah. sell it as and a Thai West thought, Western, I'm like, that's cool. I, I want to give Thai West it. props because there are several moments in the movie where he could have been very overboard with it. He could have been super bloody and graphic or just, you know, really take things to as far as they could go, but he keeps it very mm-hmm. like, no, we're going to keep it within, you know, it's contained. There is one part that you're kind of like, Oh my God, really? But it, it works for the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> but check it out. I, I, I thought of you pretty much the entire time I watched that movie. Nice. Dude. As soon as I realized it was a Western, <laughs> I was like, Jake, and then throughout the course, I'm like, Jake needs to watch this. I can't wait to tell Jake about this. Jake will mm. dig this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I, you'll I'm really like it. But that one, I mean, if I had to pick a favorite that I watched, out. I think that one might be it. I was very happy about that movie. Like mm. it just it hit all the chords for me. It made me want to go back and rewatch like nice. uh Bone Tomahawk and you know, some of the Westerns that we talked about, by the way, go listen to our Western episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said <laughs> it, he goes not, like a ramp. Not on that like level. That, I was like, not on that level, violent, but though? you know, that simple, <laughs> that's good. Just kind of that. It had a very Western feel, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. I really liked that Western feel. Yeah. Yeah. West, so westerns are great when the, westerns are a, great when in a valley of violence it's just a simpler time okay i will in the valley of violence okay my next movie is a french film uh in in francais it is Le signe vital something like that i want to hear you pronounce that again vital signs from 2009 <laughs> Le signe vital I don't know that I've watched that many French films. I kind of realize watching it, I feel like French 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 people in France get a lot of you know crap a little bit from the rest of the world because they're you know they're very French. But it, as a, like listening to French as a language, it may be the most beautiful language in the world. I might go out on a ledge and yeah. say that. It's a fun language to listen to, for sure. This movie, this movie, I don't know how I feel about it. I also don't know really know what it's That's about. That's a terrible so, sign. It's, it's about this... <laughs> yeah, it's about this girl, this girl. She is basically... Her grandma dies. She she decides to like oh, take so she care does of old people who are about to die, and she's a hospice type worker. And 
the interesting thing, or at least what I thought was an interesting thing was, uh, the opening of the movie is like this dude who's like jamming out on the guitar. This old guy, he's playing like the seventies, like beach kind of dance song on this guitar. He's jamming out. I was like, well, this sounds like a cool movie. And then, uh, and then there's that, like the dead lady in the bed and they're just kind of like fixing her up. So it was a little confusing. I didn't really know where I was going. And as this girl kind of takes care of these old people who are about to die, um, one of them like writes her into their will like like weeks before their actual death and so i'm like oh is this gonna be like uh is this gonna be like a con she starts running where she wants to like mm -hmm. get in with these people who are gonna die so that they you know leave her their stuff but it doesn't really happen like that that never <laughs> really happens that would be an interesting movie someone should write that i'm not gonna do it i don't have time or care to um but the actual movie where it does go it's a very like it's not really my thing it's a very like dramatic personal emotional kind of psycho not psychological that implies like it's exciting but like if you were like a therapist you might find this movie interesting because this girl uh she is get like invested yeah. in all of these people's these old people's lives but she's all only invested in their lives because they're about to die and there's no like actual connection there because there can't be and so i think that sh the movie is really about why does she want to like focus on these people who she can keep at a distance because they're about to die but doesn't want to connect with like her boyfriend mm -hmm. or any like more involved relationships and so <laughs> i believe that's the point of the movie uh it's slow and drawn out <laughs> it's fine it's generally fine it's, it's just not my thing i think is what it it's is fine that means jake fucking hated this movie folks the, the, that means it drove him nuts there was a he will forget this movie <laughs> existed shortly after we finish recording this yeah. episode <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true i mean it's technically proficient and that's why i mean it's fine but it's not it's not my thing at all there was a funny part there was a funny part where she goes to meet this guy who's her boyfriend. Uh, he answers the door with no pants on. Uh, he's not like naked. He's wearing these whitey tidies, but they're like very <laughs> tailored where you just see a bunch of the, his bulge going on. And uh, they, they proceed to like have sex. And then there's a very, it's a pretty long scene where he's like trying to get a bra off and all this stuff. And I was for a moment, I was like, I don't. I haven't really watched that many French scenes, like French movies. I don't know if they're like <laughs> sex scenes are super weird. Is this going to get awkward? What the hell's uh, going on? And uh, <laughs> but that's about it. That's all that happens. It moves on. And uh, I was very pleased by that. All that you really see is like the border and outline of his dick through his uh, a whitey tidies. He's basically Donald Ducking it. It's yeah, like a PG thirteen yeah. Donald Duck. <laughs> it's technically uh, proficient. That's about it. <laughs> But yeah, the vital signs, 
Vital Signs is technically proficient. This car crash is the most exciting thing of the whole movie. They made me feel like the movie would be more exciting <laughs> than it is. Uh, yeah, it's... If you are... You have to be, like, very into <laughs> movies that I'm not I'm into. I'm still laughing like about movie, that. I think. It's fine. It's technically proficient. <laughs> That's... That reminds me yeah. of like, do you remember on uh, <laughs> like the office at Dwight's aunt's funeral where they they only state facts? There's no emotion to it. it you saying that reminded me of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have I have no tie to it, so I'm just gonna give you like it's proficient. That's <laughs> dude. That was mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sure it's for somebody. It's for somebody, but Um, it's not for me. My next movie. Dude, I don't know how the fuck this happens. You can be sitting still in your shorts. Like, just decide to ride as far up as freaking possible. And you're like, oh, my God, you're killing me. Um. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> splitting something like in half that's in not half. supposed to be. <laughs> oh crap! I forgot. Yeah, um, my so next, next movie, movie is the movie that is always the guarantee. I hate this stupid freaking movie. It is the dumbest freaking. Oh my god! I hate this movie so much. It oh. might be the most pretentious. I wish I was funny, but I fail at all things humor movie I have seen in a long time. Fuck this movie. It's horrible. Mm. Um, It's called Lemon. (sighs) Because someone thought that was clever, but there's nothing clever about this movie. Uh, It's about this guy whose life sucks because he sucks and he does nothing to try to improve it. Uh, he's an aspire. <laughs> that's a, that, that's a guaranteed <laughs> it, way. It's so bad, have, but the cast is actually very interesting. Careful. So I had hopes like it's got Judy Greer. Uh, you saw, well, Michael Sarah's in this movie. Judy Greer plays mm-hmm. a blind girlfriend of his. It's got Megan Mullaney in it. It's got, uh, you just saw him and I just mm-hmm. lost his name. Something Garland, Jeff Garland in it. Michael Sarah is in it. Jillian Anderson is in the or mm-hmm. Jacobs, sorry, Jillian Jacobs from Community is in this movie. Um, this movie sucks. Fuck oh. this movie. It's yeah. so dumb. Like Michael Sarah <laughs> plays a pretentious <laughs> version of Michael Sarah, which is really annoying to watch. He he's not funny in it, <laughs> but not in like a. Not in like a not not no not in a this is the end kind of way like genuinely pretentious. He at one point he goes off on how his acting process is based off of color palettes, and I wanted to kill myself. Um, (laughs) I I didn't even like this was so bad, Jake. I I don't know if I even chuckled during this comedy Mm -hmm. i just sat watching it like how is this movie still going better question how did this movie get made and now i'm watching the trailer for the first time that you're playing right now and it has like instant classic (laughs) no 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 
Robert yeah. Ebert is an Robert idiot. Ebert loved loves it. Movie. Um, <laughs> God, this movie was so bad. <laughs> or at least, oh, there you go. Which is a, I think a it was RobertEbert.com, um, which may be some other. Yeah, undeniable twisted poetry. No, yeah, it's undeniably works for dumb. Him liked it. Uh, <laughs> For, I like how yeah, it was Michael like every this, like, every reason situation going on behind every choice in this movie was only to be like one of those look how obviously pretentious and independent we are. I love independent films, but you and I talked about this I think mm-hmm. during the Wandering Lions Film Festival. Um independent films sometimes can become mm-hmm. they just get so overboard with trying to be like look at us yeah you know they they get like this yeah well and especially especially these movies that have big name actors but it's an indie movie they try too hard to be oh we are eccentric and weird i hated this character so much he's the main character you're supposed to kind of feel for him because his life has fallen apart and the whole time i was like i hate him like he's I have zero empathy for this character mainly yeah. because he does nothing through the course of the movie to actually better his life and that really annoys me <laughs> so I, mm. fuck this movie lemon was dumb mm-hmm. don't watch it save yourself an hour and a half it was so bad <laughs> would you s- nope because you that would be too clever for this piece of shit <laughs> I hated that movie oh, so shit. much, Jake. I was, right. That was my Fair movie enough. that I was like, we are always right after I watched it was when I went on our Instagram and was like, there's always one that just you mm. hate everything. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was so excited when I saw that because I couldn't wait so to get bad. to it. I, I love hearing the so rant. Much, dude. oh that's so fun i feel like we praise our podcast is primarily good movies and we primarily are praising movies that we love so it's i think entertaining to me when we get a movie that we hated that movie i was like the worst oh my god why isn't it over (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing all right my next movie is a movie from 1995 called voodoo and it stars the great Corey feldman it is i so i thought that this movie was gonna be like a like a made for tv movie kind of but it can't be. There's a lot, there's some pretty good gore in it, and there's also boobs in it. So it has to be. I don't know where it came from, but uh, it's all about it's all about voodoo. So that it's like a horror movie, kind of where this it's like a college campus where Corey Feldman's character, who he has black hair apparently, um, he comes to this college to meet up with his girlfriend and he had been like dating his girlfriend from a distance where he was supposed to be in Europe and she's very surprised to see him. And so he, uh, but he decided to come to her college to like 
be closer to her and to like, I don't know, he dropped out of whatever he was doing. And so he, but he doesn't have anywhere to stay because she can't take him in. And so he needs to like find a place to stay. So he goes to the, you know, she tries to get him into a fraternity, like the biggest fraternity on campus, all these cool jock guys. And they kind of like dismiss him immediately. And so he ends up connecting with this other guy who's a little bit more accepting of him, like kind of trying to bring him into the fold. But you learn that this other house, that this other fraternity is made up of these kids who are practicing voodoo on people. And so they are, first of all, they're all white people. And I'm not entirely, I'm pretty sure. Voodoo Are has any never of them been from that Louisiana popular with the white like crowd. That part of the South? It's never mentioned. I don't know why Voodoo is their well, I guess chosen that's more like hoodoo, tool but, okay. for conquering the world, but it is. Yeah. They, yeah. There's no real explanation other than these kids decided they are going to become serious practicers of voodoo. They have these dolls that they use to torment people they don't like. And uh, and so Corey Feldman is like in their house. He's moved in with them, starting to try to become friends with them. And then this like nice old man comes to him and says, hey, they're actually, you know, practicers of voodoo. And some of them have died and are actually zombies. And so he gives him some salt because apparently salt is to zombies like holy water is to vampires or something because he like pours it in this guy's beer uh, and he freaks out and he like convulses and all this stuff. But there is like, um, it, it sounds stupid. Everything I'm saying sounds stupid. I get that. But it is kind of cool, honestly. So there's some pretty good practical effects, which I'm always a sucker for. Uh, I backed it up because there's this girl, he has this like, vision he like well he gets like abducted by that group and drugged by them and they give him a tattoo on his chest and this tattoo is one that they all have and it seems to be like the marker that they can now control you with these dolls but this girl uh, has this like tongue that comes all the way across the bed to him like a snake and then she ends up like it's like a snake tongue it's like split in the front and all stuff the practical effects is pretty cool uh it's more adult and gory than I expected because I thought it was a TV movie at first. And then there's boobs in it a couple times. Uh, they control this, the main guy, that guy in the uh, the coat. Yeah. He is like the ringleader of this voodoo fraternity. And uh, he uses this like Ken doll, like a Barbie and Ken type doll to control this this guy at this jock fraternity and he makes this jock go on a shooting spree where he has like just discovers this shotgun and starts just blowing everybody in the fraternity away and at first i thought it was a dream sequence and it ends up being real but it's pretty nutso and uh i'm i i couldn't help but think that i that part of the reason Corey feldman is in this is because they wanted okay. this to be like a Lost Boys type, you know, successful movie. Uh, it doesn't get there, but well, 
I'm not going to lie, dude. Nonetheless, from the moment this trailer started with that guy dying on the sidewalk from the voodoo, um, I'm sold. I wrote it down mm. as a movie to watch. I am sold a hundred percent on watching this movie. <laughs> like practical effects, nice. older style horror. It looks cheap as hell, which makes it look even more fun. Uh, that opening yeah. for this preview, I am loving, especially uh, where's the shot right there. <laughs> oh, oh man yeah, <laughs> yeah i wrote that down to watch i'm excited to check that one out oh my god dude you got to watch a few that i'm like hell yeah i've written down three movies that you watched do you like that's crazy oh nice that is awesome oh my god. that's awesome <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> um all right so mine uh, I thought was going to be hilarious. I was very excited for this one. I actually did read the synopsis of this movie uh, and it made me so excited. So it's a comedy about this guy, him, who decides to plan this huge elaborate thing as a way of asking his girlfriend to marry him. And he part of his plan is renting yeah. out a cabin in the woods to make this giant proposal. Uh, mm. And then a bear shows up and ruins everything. So that's like the synopsis and that legitimately that's exactly <laughs> what the movie is about. That uh, does some fun, like little toying with some, you know, cabin in the woods uh, or just horror in general, little tropes mm -hmm. that they always do which is fun. Like the cabin address is actually nine, 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 two, but all the nines fall and the two completely mm -hmm. falls off. So it's just six, 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 which you're like, all right, that's a normal gag, yeah. but well done. I was excited for that. I was so looking forward to just <laughs> a really funny movie. And then it wasn't really funny at all. In fact, it's not even remotely funny. It's kind of just a very sad, very forced attempt at being very funny. I really wish they would have stuck with the kind of horror satire instead of the direction they go. They have the stoner friends. They've got the cabin that's all awkward and stuff. He, his big plan really sucks. And that I'll give it credit because at one point in the movie, they all do tell him like, dude, this is the dumbest idea ever. And I laughed about that because it felt like a very meta line. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll give it credit there. The friend is yeah. obsessed with calling himself a sandwich artist. He doesn't work at Subway. He's just a sandwich artist uh, and he gets high. <laughs> but there's like. Okay. A fake bear costume. There is a real bear that doesn't actually do a lot except walk around. It's like they had stock footage of a bear wandering in the forest <laughs> and they used that and then just did what whatever they could mm. to make it look like a ravaging bear. But I was really disappointed in it. I was so like, <laughs> it's such a great setup for a movie, like a great idea for a film. This guy's trying to create this huge romantic gesture yeah. to propose and he it's all bad i was excited for it and 
it was a big letdown. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> this could have been so good. Mm. And I have no clue why they chose to film it in black and white, but it is black and white the whole way through. I don't know why I couldn't find any production notes mm-hmm. on that decision. Uh, but apparently, yeah. And you can tell from that artsy. huge screen of look at all the artsy awards we got or recognition we got. You can tell. Yeah, it, it's probably it, it's one of those movies. I didn't hate it. It's not horrible. It's just it wasn't what I was hoping for. Um, you hate her, the girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's uh, just a Beyonce. Yeah, she's a bad person. <laughs> she's a very bad person throughout the whole course of the movie. And the whole course, you're like, why is he proposing to her? And her big like whiny thing about because she's she's thinking of breaking up with him the whole movie while he's trying to plan this proposal right Mm. and so she placates him by all right we'll go on your little weekend getaway uh but her whole like i have issues my boyfriend thinks i'm perfect the way i am i wish he knew i had flaws literally that's what she says (laughs) Like that's almost a verbatim line in the movie. I I put my own horrible spin on the whininess, but wow. she actually says that. And I, I was hardcore <laughs> rolling my eyes every time she talked in this movie. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but it's a good concept wow. and it has some moments. That, like I said, I didn't hate it. I was just, I was disappointed because I was like, Oh my God, this sounds mm-hmm. like it would just be, such a brilliant comedy and then it's just not <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like it has promise but just wasn't executed yeah it's weird that i think one of the production yeah. comedies is like a comedy thing yeah so you would expect and I, it to be i just didn't get it funny the the friends in the movie are the best part of the movie they are hilarious. Like, well, I shouldn't say hilarious, but they are mm. the most real characters in the whole movie where you're like, yeah, I side with the friends the whole time. You should listen to your friends more. Maybe that <laughs> was the point of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so it's called bear with us Nothing wrong with that. It's from uh, 2016. And uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's that's about all I got for that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Moving on. Uh, so my next movie, I feel like was the only one that I think that I have heard of before, but certainly never saw. So I thought it was still appropriate to have on this list. Uh, it stars Luke Wilson. And oh, it's I called feel like Henry Poole is movie. here. I'm sure you'll recognize it once you see the trailer. Uh, I was like watching and I was like, I feel like I saw this um, or not saw this, but I feel like trailer I saw or like the trailer cover. at some point for this movie. Possibly the cover. I may have just seen it lying around or something. I don't know. Um, so it follows Luke Wilson, who's this guy who moves into this house. He kind of reluctantly buys this house because he wanted a different house down the street, but those people wouldn't sell it. So he buys this other house that is for sale. And uh, 
the thing about the movie is the side of his house, there's like some mold or stucco abnormality and all, and they see the face of Jesus <laughs> in the stucco, like this, this, his name, his neighbor is like this, uh, this, uh, Catholic Hispanic lady. She sees the face of Jesus and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see it. So she kind of gets excited and, and calls her priest to come check it out. Her priest is uh, George Lopez and George Lopez is like the most hands-off priest ever where he's like, yeah, sure. I, yeah, I could totally kind of see that. And uh, uh, Luke Wilson's character, Henry Poole, is like upset that all his people are in his yard. Uh, he's going through something where he's just like drinking all the time, doesn't really want to do anything, wants to be left alone. And all these people keep bothering him by wanting to be in his yard and see the, yeah. the face of Jesus Christ on the side of his house. And so... But things get awkward when uh, so next door is this girl and she has a daughter uh, and her daughter hasn't spoken in like think over a year since her dad left. And so uh, her daughter like sneaks into his yard and touches the Jesus mold and uh, starts talking again. And so her mom is so excited and some people think it's a miracle. He's like, no, she just decided to talk again. And, uh, but then it becomes harder and harder to think that there aren't miracles happening because, uh, the checkout girl at the grocery store who has these like wicked thick bottle cap glasses and is like basically blind, but you know, needs the glasses. Uh, she comes to his yard and, uh, gets healed she can now she has those glasses she can now see perfectly without them so she's healed literally definitely healed by miracle and so that kind of kicks everything off people start showing up uh he's very annoyed and he has a reason to be annoyed he is uh he came back to this neighborhood because the house he wanted to buy was like his Mm -hmm. family home when he was a kid it's like the last place he remembered being happy. And so he wanted to kind of reconnect to that. Um, he has a terminal illness where some disease that's rare and uncurable. And so he's kind of constantly like, I don't believe in miracles. I don't believe in any of this bull crap. And also uh, you, yep, you yep. can kind of guess where this movie is going because he is refu- he was refusing to be take any part of this to touch the thing uh he doesn't want to like he doesn't believe in it and all these other people believe in it and they're trying to like get him to like sign on and so it's i was very skeptical of this movie primarily because it's a pg <laughs> movie and i it's weird to say but i honestly think it's hard for a pg movie to be good it's like the most it's the most awkward rating it's like you're not really uh, like you're not a g rated movie you're not a family movie but uh you are a family movie it's just the weirdest thing i don't care for pg movies generally but it was it was interesting it wasn't there were crossover themes with uh a man called ove where it's like oh he's a grumpy guy who wants to be left alone and gets interrupted by his neighbors all the time but it's more uh, it's more, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, more predictable, I would say. Where it's where it's going, what the point is, um, 
and how his relationships with these different people uh, like grow, I guess. So it was, it was medium. It was a medium movie. I would say it's fine. I would say it's technically proficient. Uh, but I would say the performances are good. And I think that it was a kind of a cute, I did appreciate how, so he it confides in the neighbor lady that he likes. They have like a cute romance. Um, I appreciated that he like was upfront at the very beginning, like, hey, I have a terminal illness. I'm not going to get involved with you or I would, I'd like to ask you out, but it would be unfair of me right. to like fall in love with you if I'm going to die, you know? And so he's very upfront. They have a whole conversation and she's very cool and uh sweet about it so I, I did like the relationship and the romance in it in general but the movie in so general, i looked the movie up the poster was, it was fine i've never seen the movie but i remember seeing the poster and i do remember the preview i mm-hmm. remember the synopsis of him like oh the face of jesus is on the side of my house yeah i do remember hearing that and then not watching it because mm-hmm. not my thing um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So my next one, uh, I had to laugh. You posted. Yeah. There's our our oops films include a silent film. Our films include two silent movies. Um. Oh man, yeah. Trying mm. to find. I thought I found one that was like the trailer, but trying to find a trailer for a film from 1927, kind of difficult to do. Mm -hmm. So anyways, so this is very early Alfred Hitchcock, which I did not realize until after I started watching it. (laughs) It was like, Oh, this is a very early Alfred Hitchcock film. It's his first successful thriller. Uh, it is about mm. this lodger, mysterious lodger who shows up and there's been a whole slew of murders in this little city or this little town who calls himself the Avenger. And this mysterious lodger shows up asking for a room and his behavior, his timing is all a little too coincidental and he starts kind of falling, having feelings for mm-hmm. this blonde woman who is also at this uh, at this home. And everyone thinks because she fits the profile that, oh, man, she's she might be a victim. This guy might be the killer. So the whole movie is about everyone trying to figure out who the killer is and is the the new lodger. This mysterious guy is he the killer? Uh, it was a very interesting movie. The whole time I kept thinking like, man, I feel like this needs to be remade for modern audiences or whatnot. It has been remade a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent one, though, okay. was back in the 50s with Jack Palance, and it was called <laughs> The Man in the Attic. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was interesting okay. to get to watch very early Alfred Hitchcock. There's a lot of stuff in it that is very like, Ooh, there's, here's the telling or like the start of his style. Here's the start of his kind of the way he blocks shots and he, he shoots stuff like Mm -hmm. very just, Ooh, 
Yeah, I can see this. The studio hated his original ending. They hated some of the, I don't want to call gruesome, but he shows like the bodies in the beginning of the movie of some of the victims and stuff. But I thought it was really interesting. It does. It has almost, almost like a perfect ending. And then it's Mm kind of crazy how even in the twenties, we had horrible studio interference that just kind of like, you're hitting such a great stride. And then the studio is like, Oh, don't, don't do that. That's too dark. Or, Oh, we can't go that far with mm-hmm. something. And you're like, Oh, you could have, and you should have, uh, this is an example of that. I mean, no <laughs> one's going to watch it. So his original ending was the lodger. He wanted to have it still kind of open ended where you are still doubting whether he's the killer mm-hmm. or not. The studio did not like that. They wanted a definitive ending. So they made him innocent and very like, oh, we caught the real guy. You're free. We we love you now. And I was like, ah, <laughs> so close. I would have loved yeah. a more ambiguous ending where it's like, is he? <laughs> I think that would have been so much better. So I do yeah. want to go and watch The Man in the Attic and see if they follow the original ending or if they stick with like the definitive no he's not mm-hmm. uh, but it, it was an interesting movie yeah it it's sad to have like a yeah forced uh, looking into in it case there's interesting it's very interesting to see like there's weird shots like this one caught my eye where this guy's yeah. walking on well, it's like, Air yeah, it's beneath like him. Yeah. Glass. Pan. So it's a very obvious movie, especially yeah. if you're a, a Hitchcock fan. I would recommend watching this just to be able to see the early days of how he structured his films. If you're a big fan of his later work, I feel you owe it to him to watch this one. Um, mm-hmm. It is kind of a fun idea. So it's like a Jack the Ripper style story, but set in the twenties still in London. Mm. Uh, and it is all blonde women that are the victims. So it, I thought it was an interesting kind gotcha. of like, let's take Jack the Ripper style killings, but we'll put it in the 20 in 1927 or, you know, in the 1920s London. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, and it, it did get me thinking like, man, I bet there were like people cuz that used to be a thing where you didn't rent an apartment or rent a house. It was like, oh no, I'm staying at this like communal home. I rent out this room and I have to follow these rules. Right. That always kind of interests me. Not that I would ever want to do that cuz yeah. Fuck your rules. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like roommates, yeah. I guess, in a weird way. Yeah, but so, strange. But interesting movie. I, I, I did enjoy it. it. It kept my attention for pretty much the whole thing. So it sounds very interesting. Yeah. I never heard of it, but if you put Alfred Hitchcock yeah. on it, I'm very then, interested. I hadn't even heard of this one before, and I always thought of myself like, "Ooh, I'm a Hitchcock fan," and then realizing like I've never heard of this one. It was like maybe I'm not as big of a fan as I thought. Yeah. Damn, but check it out. It was interesting. All right. 
Uh, well, that's a good segue because my 1920 silent film. Oh, is look next at that as well. <laughs> so, mine is definitively oh, less interesting, dang. though, which is the <laughs> the downside. Uh, it is, I guess, it does have some pedigree. Yours had Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, some people may have heard Hell of W.C. Yes. Field, who. He was a like a big deal yeah, guy up in the twenties. Um, so my movie is called Sally of the Sawdust, and there is no trailer for it. I wrote down a joke where it was the twenties, and they're like one movie came out, so why would you have a trailer for it? It's, it's just the movie. But then I looked it up, and actually a ton of <laughs> movies came out in nineteen twenty five. So it didn't work anymore. Um, but it basically is about this girl. Uh, well, it was weird watch. I haven't seen like a silent, a new silent film in a long time. I've seen like some older ones a while ago. Uh, it was interesting to watch because a lot of the story is kind of the bare minimum that's told. Like they don't, sh- they, they do show the dialogue on the screen and like the text in between scenes, but it's always the bare minimum narration or dialogue, the rest of it is just shown. And I I think that as great as WC Field is, this movie I felt like could have focused on his yeah. gags more because there were a lot of times where I could tell he was doing something that was a funny joke or a funny gag, but the movie didn't really focus on it at all. So he... Uh, it, it could be missed if you're not really paying attention. But so he owns or is like the manager of this circus. And the point of the movie is Sally, this girl, uh, she is the daughter of a lady who died. And going back even further, that lady, her mom, was disowned by her parents when she wanted to marry a circus performer or maybe did marry a circus performer and his her dad or sally's grandfather apparently hates circus people or entertainers in general he was very against it and so basically disowned his daughter and so she joined obviously went to the circus with her husband i don't know where the husband went but her mom ended up dying and so Sally, as a little girl, like a, she was a, like a toddler when her mom died, uh, this guy, uh, uh, W.C. Field, he, uh, he adopted her. He basically wrote to the parents and said, hey, your, your daughter died, just so you know. Uh, sucks that you disowned her, but <laughs> she's dead now. And didn't tell them, they didn't tell them that they had a granddaughter. So uh, he basically raised her as his own. She's now an adult, part of the circus and all this stuff. They end up going to like back to that town okay. to like work in a fair. And there's like a uh, controversy when she gets arrested and then tries to like prove that she uh, is related to like that rich judge guy. And so he's the judge. So he's going to like, she, after she's arrested, he's about to send her to jail and, uh, and uh, WC field like comes in. He's like, no, you're actually her grandpa. And so there's like a happy ending where they reconnect. And uh, the, the grandma's she's like always been distraught to the fact that she 
disowned her daughter or let her daughter be disowned. Um, but this girl who what lived in the circus now lives in this giant house and was a big like uh, a big uh, big wig huh. in this community. So it was it was it was cute. There were interesting <laughs> gags and stuff, but it was it was an hour. It's an hour and forty five minutes. The whole thing's on YouTube. Uh, it feels <laughs> a lot longer. <laughs> I don't know if I don't I don't know if it's just because of the way silent films were where you have the you just have piano playing nonstop and it's just it's just felt yeah. so long for some reason so you watched since we both watched silent films for this uh how many yeah. title cards did you get or like uh dialogue cards did you have during yours like a good amount very few very few i would say yeah i would say very few they were few and far between i felt like it was the bare minimum of that's how I felt during the lodger. There was like four dialogue yeah. boxes. I'm sure I'm exaggerating, but it felt like there were only th- like four boxes the whole time. The rest of the time you were just, I think I'm putting the pieces together. I'm put, so I was curious if that was the same for you or if that was like a normal thing, yeah. apparently. Yeah, that's exactly how I Ooh, felt. Sorry. Interesting. Oh, man. I do like W.C. Fields, though. My dad, him and I used to watch The Three Stooges and W.C. Fields a lot. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. He was was definitely funny. I could see why he was a big deal. Um, He was the best part. Well, unfortunately for mine, all this is is a scene um, in the movie. It... I feel like I feel like I might have found Well, one. all the ones that I was looking at and trying to find for you were just scenes from the movie. None of them were the actual mm-hmm. trailer. And that kind of bummed me out. Same with right. the next one I found. I found for my next movie, I found a German trailer, but that makes no sense because one, it's not a trailer. It was the full <laughs> scene. Don't watch that scene because it was the final fight scene. But anyways, back to this movie. Um, <laughs> so... I've what? seen this movie. You've seen, this, I've seen movie? this movie? I saw this movie. I saw this movie as a kid. Uh, I am not surprised movie. by that at all. So yeah, I added Disney Plus to my uh, streaming on Real, on the Real, and this mm. is the movie it gave me. Yeah. Uh, this is from 1972. <laughs> it is called Snowball Express. It is about this New Yorker mm-hmm. who inherits a hotel from his dead uncle who he like barely knew. And uh, it's in Colorado, which I loved. And he decided him and his family decide to turn it into a ski resort. This movie. And obviously there are tons of shenanigans that come along with it. Nothing goes smooth in the movie until like the last five minutes of it. But mm-hmm. I got to say, this was one of the cutest movies I've watched. It like it wasn't great. It wasn't that good, <laughs> but it was genuinely enjoyable. Yeah. It is cute. It's full of like that just silly Disney live action gag kind of stuff that they always do. I mean, he mm-hmm. skis down a mountainside backwards at one point. There's that whole sequence of him going down the mountain perfectly fine going through areas that he should have died in. Uh 
Yeah, I I thought it, it was very enjoyable. I actually think it was probably my I'm gonna say third favorite that I watched with these ten. I I enjoyed it. It, it just I was okay. like, man, there's something so silly about this movie that it's mm-hmm. enjoyable. There's a big snowmobile race at one point <laughs> in the film that just comes out of left field. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and I'm not gonna lie, watching it, Jake. I was like, I bet Jake's watched this. I bet this is one of those weird, obscure <laughs> films that he watched when he was a kid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- this actor, Dean Jones, he was in a bunch of like 70s yep. Disney movies. There's another one called The Ugly Dachshund where uh, he he and his family have like a bunch of dachshund babies and for some reason a Great Dane puppy gets in there. So they raise this Great Dane as well with their dachshunds and it's just, it's cute and funny in that 70s. Yeah, Disney I will movie. say if like, if you've been watching a bunch of more serious style or watching, you know, Squid Game a whole bunch, uh, and you need a palate cleanser. <laughs> Honestly, this yeah. is a pretty good palate cleanser. It's just silly. You can mm-hmm. watch it with the family. You can have it in the background and not even focus on it and mm-hmm. still be able to know what like, oh, okay, I know, I know what's going on. Like it's <laughs> it is not a yeah, complicated movie at all. Very wholesome film. Yeah, I, I thought it was just it was a silly film. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a four-minute downhill. Yeah, scene. it goes on forever, <laughs> and, and it ends with him crashing into a tree, like knocking the tree over, and he gets away without a scratch. <laughs> it's like ah, yeah, and like a cartoon. I'm a sucker. So I had to laugh so hard. They do all these like movement shots you know the moving shots of him going down the hill which are obviously a stunt stunt guy yeah and then they do the close-ups of him with the obvious like moving reel behind him and he is standing still they do that kind of thing throughout the film and i loved it (laughs) absolutely loved it (laughs) yeah it's so like jarringly different it's pretty funny (laughs) but yeah snowball express it's on disney plus folks yeah if you want just a wholesome thing that's cheesy go ahead check it out i feel like he was in million dollar duck that one sounds familiar too i was looking at his uh filmography and there was a bunch of those disney films yeah yeah he made bank from the great walt disney at some point all right uh my i think last movie yeah dude we've already made it to number 10 oh already uh was the one it was like my the biggest movie and uh i was the most i was like oh this movie has to be the best because it has the most actors and stuff in it and spoiler alert that ended up not being the case so it's called breaking and entering okay it's from 2006, uh, as you may have guessed if you're watching the trailer. From 2006, there's a lot of parkour involved in this movie. <laughs> um, 
it's about this like it's it's takes place in england everybody's english uh it's jude law so jude law and martin freeman own like uh some weird architecture business and their business gets robbed by the this kid who does parkour in order to like get in there and turn off the alarm and all this stuff and so jude law is married to is written and directed by uh uh Anthony Mengella, who did The English Patient and Talented Mr. Ripley and Cold Mountain right before this. So he did all, wrote and direct all three of those movies. I think probably Academy Award nominated at least maybe winner movies. Then did this movie. Majud Law is married to Robin Wright and they have a daughter, they have a daughter together and uh, they're on kind of on the outs. The, he's they're like trying to get back together, like they're together, but they're obviously like having problems. And so he uh, he's trying to figure out why his new business that he's trying to start up gets broken into, and all of his computers and everything gets stolen twice, like two times in a row. And uh, so he starts staking it out like at night with Martin Freeman and. Uh, I don't even know if she's in the trailer, but uh, Vera Farmiga from like oh, really? and all that stuff. She's in it too. She plays a prostitute who uh, just kind of like, while they're staking out their business and trying to catch whoever is breaking into it, she kind of just like gets into their car and like is trying to get them to like have sex with her, like, like pay like for a night with her. But uh also to just kind of stay warm while she's waiting on the street for her stuff so she's she's kind of funny um and jude law is like trying to reject her like no i'm not gonna give you 50 quid or whatever i'm just gonna you know do what i'm doing and go home to my wife but then he does end up chasing the kid who uh broke in there and ends up meeting uh that lady, uh, you've probably seen her a lot of stuff. She's, uh, I think, French Juliet. Well, Binoche. yeah, she's been uh, in this trailer quite a bit. I was like, wow, Juliet Binoche is in this. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jude Law ends up meeting her because she's the mom of the kid who's breaking into her place. And it ends up kind of, he's trying to get close to this kid, trying to catch this kid, but then weirdly ends up having a relationship with this mom like he likes her but he's also trying to like patch things up with his wife so they end up like sleeping together and uh and then he it's a weird movie it's a weird movie (laughs) i didn't care for it um it's i it's it's overall it's kind of boring like no no one's likable for one thing it's kind of convoluted how all these different people are hurting each other and and trying to like have relationships but hurting their relationships mm-hmm. and so Jula ultimately decides to like help this mom and to prevent her son from going to jail because uh, he does kind of get caught for the thieving that he was yeah. doing and he does he does it by basically having to admit in front of his wife uh, that they had like a relationship and his wife is super cool, like helps him out, helps him help her. And then uh, gets very upset. He <laughs> yeah, did all, like, it finally obviously comes to fruition what's going on, but it's, it's, it's just kind of handled in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept like, 
at like the last third of the movie when I was like, oh, this movie isn't what I thought it was or I wasn't as excited ultimately as I hoped I would be. I kept thinking about that fact over and over and I was like, I'm kind of kicking myself for getting excited about this movie and kind of assuming it would be good because of the stars involved and that writer and director involved and all this stuff. And I feel like that's a common pitfall. Yep. Like there are... <laughs> There are great movies with no names in it at all that nobody sees. And then there are, I think like this one, mediocre movies that use stars to kind of boost interest in it. And I totally get the attraction to do that. Um, I think it's very tempting to just to want to get attention and eyes on your project. I was thinking about like us in this yeah, podcast yeah. a lot because it's, it's kind of like us. I think we have a fun podcast. Everyone I talk to uh, that listens to it really likes it. And so it stands to reason that the more people that see it, they'll probably like it too, or at least a lot of them will. But we've been, I think, very in in intentional about keeping it organic and not really chasing followers and just appreciating the people that do listen and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. Um, so I think this is a good example because... At the same time, even if we had the best interest booster possible, like uh, like if Elon Musk gave us a billion dollars and we could get to like to give away to people, and we're like, hey, if you're a listener, we, we could make a thousand people a millionaire. Even if we had that, there would still be people who tuned into us and thought, you know what, this kind of sucks, <laughs> yeah. and. And I, I think that person was me watching this movie where I was like, you, you, you got my interest. You got my interest with all of these hooks. But at the end of the day, it wasn't for me. And I don't care. For <laughs> Your so analogy is, is very on brand, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. That's all that matters. That, that, that's a funny. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So breaking and entering. Watch it if you want. I don't care what you do, but it wasn't for not me. for you. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> well, my final film. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give you a heads up. There was no real trailer that I could find. All that I saw were like the final scene, which I would say don't play, mm. which is what you're playing right now, actually. Um, uh, oh, well, it says trailer. I, I know, know it lied. And it's a German trailer, too. This movie's from Taiwan, yeah. first off. So a German trailer for a Taiwan film is very weird to me. Um, okay. But this movie is called Of Cooks and Kung Fu. This is a straight up 1970s kung fu movie and i was very excited nice. to watch it and oh my god it is so ridiculous <laughs> that it is hilarious i nice. i got a big kick out of this movie uh so it's about <laughs> this group of kung fu assassins who are on a mission to kill the king's cook who's this mysterious okay. guy that you don't find out officially for quite a while um, but you can pretty much guess who it is. And then it focuses on the main character whose name is Tauntaun, 
And he lives with his grandfather who is training Tauntaun in the art of cooking, but using Kung Fu to cook. So it's a style of Kung Fu. Uh, Yeah. It there's a, at one point you completely forget that there's like these assassins killing all these really Mm -hmm. good chefs or cooks uh, cause it's just Tauntaun going around, getting into random, very random Kung Fu fights. So random <laughs> out of nowhere. There's a, yeah, there's a part where he dives into this guy's pond to go fishing with his hands. And he like pulls out four fish. Like it's nothing. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> his friend that you see running away. That's like the only time you see his friend in the whole movie. But when you meet him, they're supposed to be super close and best friends. Um, His grandfather is a very clean. His grandfather looks like uh, I forget the trainer's name from Kill Bill. Oh, man. Yeah. But his grandfather. Yeah, that's his grandfather. Like he he just has that look. His grandfather beats the hell out of Tauntaun pretty much the entire film for all the shenanigans that he gets into. He tells all the villagers like, I'm going to punish him. Don't worry. And then he beats him with that rod and like makes him (laughs) practice more Kung Fu or makes him learn how to be a better chef. Uh, Yeah. It's so silly. And then the assassins show back up and you find out the grandfather is like the King's cook. He's the one everyone's after. Uh, And that was when I think the writers remembered like, Oh shit, we had this whole story arc of these assassins. And we totally (laughs) forgot about them. Let's bring them back now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Kung Fu is a blast to watch. It's full of like, not well-timed sound effects, which might be my favorite part. Uh, it is English dubbed. I couldn't find the the actual version. So it's, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's full of just horribly dubbed dialogue. (laughs) Oh man, that's the best. But the the cherry on top with this movie, so it came out in 1979, okay? Mm -hmm. The cherry on top for this movie is at one point, the Jaws theme song plays excessively while one of the characters (laughs) is just walking down a path and over some hills trying to like (laughs) warn these other cooks. The Jaws mm-hmm. theme song plays to a guy walking around. <laughs> I was like, I had to pause it and wow. just, am I hearing this right? Rewound it, <laughs> hit play. It was like, oh God, it's the theme song. <laughs> They're like, this but, is an ominous song. Yeah, Let's yeah. Just play it. But it Let's was it. very entertaining. If you like Kung Fu movies, you got to mm-hmm. check out of Cooks and Kung Fu. Very entertaining, super silly. And it doesn't, <laughs> I think the longest part of the movie without Kung Fu martial arts, whatever, might mm-hmm. be only like two or three minutes total. It is wow. constant Kung Fu throughout the perfect. Film. <laughs> That's perfect. But it man. was, it was a fun one to end the 10 with. Uh, yeah, not bad. So I'd say actually for our third part in these random episodes, this one was a way bigger success than the second one we did. I remember yeah. hating pretty much every movie I watched <laughs> on that second go around. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Second one had a lot of weird things going on and awkward sex stuff. And that was a weird time. Which, how funny is that, though? The first time we did it, it was weird, full of just goofy films that I remember us laughing about excessively and mm-hmm. being like, not horrible, not great. Like, this was fun. The second time we were like, yeah. oh my God, this was just, this was bad. And then the third time scary. out, you're like, you know what? This was more in line with that first time we, we tried this. That's mm-hmm. like the way franchises go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm it's not saying we're true. franchising the random 10, but you, this felt very <laughs> no. meta to me. <laughs> it totally fits because my plan has been to use like funny franchise sequel titles for it. Like right. so random 10 two was electric boogaloo, like break into, uh, I've been trying to figure out what I'll do for this third part because there's so many hilarious, uh, like sequel subtitles that I can't wait. And I'm trying to attach and I'm like, do I, do I go the leprechaun route already or wait for that? <laughs> so, uh, there's hilarious, hilarious titles. So we are franchising it. Don't be uh, don't be surprised when it becomes a franchise. I like that you said that. I was trying to save face, <laughs> but I was going to text you and be like, I don't think we're done yet. <laughs> no, I'm sure this will come back. It's been a minute since we've done it. Right. I don't know that we'll probably not wait as long the next time, but it's also a lot of work to watch 10 movies <laughs> after watching 12 Halloween movies. Right. Right after watching the uh daniel craig bond franchise which isn't as many movies but they are all over two and a half hours long so it we've been like we've been doing excessive viewing (laughs) yeah excessive viewing yeah yeah i think next week we're gonna tone it down try to focus in on something a lot simpler yeah yeah either either have to watch either watch one movie or we have a fun idea for that doesn't require watching any movies. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've decided what's next, but no, uh, we haven't. So we don't even have a good teaser for, for next week. Yeah. 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 It'll be good though. (laughs) It will be. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So that, that was our random 10, just the weirdest groupings of movies again. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely hated Lemon. Don't watch that movie. Folks, if people tell you <laughs> Lemon was good, I mean, art's objective, so you might like it, but fuck that movie. Yeah. It was stupid. <laughs> I hated Lemon. It makes me want to watch it to see if it's really bad or if you're just <laughs> adverse to cult movies. No, I think it's really just that bad. I, I can't even see you being like entertained by it. Yeah, you might have yeah. more reasons of not liking it than I do. Actually, I could see you oh. going that route. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Sorry, right. my my daughter is on the phone and randomly walking into the like washroom. Mm. For... Oh, she's on the phone with her friends. You are not taller than the fridge. You are full of crap. Shut up. <laughs> you're short. She's trying to be cool. You're I'm short. She's on the phone with her friends, so I'm uh, I'm embarrassing her. That's taller nice. than you. You're not as cool as you think you are. 
<laughs> Classic. Cue the Jaws theme song. She watched Jaws today for the first time. Yeah, I heard. Oh my god, that was, was hilarious. Yeah. So does it? Did it land? Yes, she thought oh, it yeah. was a very good movie. The opening scene happens, and she looks at me and she goes, "Well, I don't want to go swimming ever again." <laughs> That's funny. That's like it's the tagline of the movie. Right. And uh, and then throughout the movie, she's like, so I learned something. So Jaws is the first official. Well, no, actually, it's the second official horror film my daughter has mm. watched. Okay. Uh, and I learned something while watching mm. Jaws with her today. When she gets scared during a movie, <laughs> she <laughs> verbalizes it. A lot. She does a lot of projecting during a movie that is terrifying her, where she's yelling at the characters for being dumb and making poor yeah. decisions. And I was laughing the whole time. I was like, Monica, <laughs> you've got to just watch the movie. And she's like, nope. <laughs> she's like, I'm trying. And then, like, when the intensity would start ramping up, she hides. Like, mm-hmm. the ears plugged, the eyes closed. Tell me when it's over. <laughs> that's awesome oh it was so funny i think i i don't think i've laughed that hard during jaws ever but i laughed pretty hard today well <laughs> that's awesome yeah yeah oh man i was just proud of her because she was like what do you want to do and she was like let's watch jaws I'm like seriously yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> <laughs> don't have to tell me twice right oh man when Quint dies, yeah, she was okay with it until she heard the squelching sound with that bite and mm. in- instantly just like curled up in the ball like, you got to tell me when it's over. You got to tell me when it's over. I can't watch this. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, she's man. like, oh, that's a lot of blood, Dad. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. It is. <laughs> that's amazing. I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, we watched Jaws right before recording. Nice. And now I know how I'm going to troll my daughter. Cue the jazz yeah. theme song over yeah, 100%. and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you're around water, in the shower, in the bath. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a while. Oh, yeah. And that's why my wife is terrified of sharks. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that movie is uh, no joke. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, thank All you, right. everyone. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Boners. You know, do the stuff. Yep, all the stuff. Tell your friends. Follow us we on TikTok. We appreciate you. I've, oh, had, yeah. I've had a handful of views and uh, and likes. So thank you to those doing that. Help. Yeah. You know. I've, I've been enjoying the movie facts you've been dropping because I learned something new every day that I didn't know. So that's good too. You're a wealth of knowledge. You're the library of the show. I, I try. I try. Um, <laughs> although your Halloween video was fantastic. So you need yeah. to do more stuff like that. That was amazing. <laughs> I need to <laughs> use TikTok. I got inspired to do that because I saw some other video using that audio. And I was like, oh, this kind of fits our Michael Myers thing we've got going on. So I'll use that. And I was like, I should just watch TikTok, see what's going on, see what people are doing, see what things are popular. That's That's the key right there. Yeah. Um, 
I never. Some don't. of the things that are popular on TikTok are <laughs> quite dumb. Yeah, uh, that's and, probably um, why I haven't. Yeah, but some of the videos are really funny. So I've been trying to do that of just learning like how do I do this? And yeah. I didn't really learn a lot. I'm not going to lie. I haven't learned a whole lot of how to use. So yeah. I just decided, well, this is useless. And that seems to be what TikTok is all about. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I texted you when I was making that thing. I was like, okay, so it took me probably 30 minutes to figure out how to use this audio on this clip. <laughs> but I took the time, I figured it out, and I think it paid off. So, And it did. It was fantastic. So check us out on all the, the social bullshit stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're two grumpy old men on social media, social bullshit. <laughs> And yeah, do all the good yeah. stuff. And I think that's it. Is I that think it? so. Yeah. We will tease you with what's coming next on Facebook and Instagram. So yeah. that's why you should check it out. Because yeah. we don't even know what it is yet. Haven't decided. Yeah. A lot of like good options. All. all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Have a good one.